What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the After Effect Podcast. I am your host, LeBron Stephan, but you can call me L. Boogie, Big Brian, 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 B. Brian, whatever you choose. Welcome to episode 31 of the After Effect Podcast. I am your host, LeBron Stephan, but I already said that we have a very special guest. Jonathan Newsom is on the show today. Cleveland Nate played at the, the Ohio State University and Boston. I'm very sorry. Can't hear me. My audio is acting up, but uh, got drafted. Got drafted in the fifth round of the 2014 NFL draft to the Indianapolis Colts. Had a great career there. Has spent the last four to five years in the CF. Killing it, doing this thing. Super, uber excited to have. And just sent him the link. And so just waiting for him to jump on. This audio. Uh, want me to be great. Why does it? I don't know why. Why well, is doing it? So yeah, I think and. Uh, Hoping that he can jump on soon. What's up, bro? <laughs> What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm glad we. I'm glad you was able to carve out some time, oh, yeah, man. man. We uh, I had to get it started early this morning. You know, five a.m. work workout, get everything done. Yeah. Upstairs, we good. The door locked. No interrupt. We good. Man, 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 man. Same here, bro. I had to, I got up at like six forty-five, get my workout in. That's why I was like. Man, I'm free after 9 a.m. You the family, man, whenever you yeah, got time. Yeah, my bad for, the, for that last time, bro. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm sure. At first, I was ready, and then something happened. You know how the family should be, bro. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's nah, all day long. Bro. It's, it never stops, man. It could it could possibly be something about to happen any second right now. We got to get going. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm already know. I'm already knowing, man. So, yeah, like I said, bro, I call this the After Effect Podcast, and I started this, man, because I feel like as athletes, you know, we got 20 plus years of experience. We all have an after effect, an after shot. Uh, and this is just a platform for us to kind of relive our journey. But more importantly, man, talk about our after effect. Talk about, uh, you know, some some, some goals, some things that we always wanted to do outside of football. I think, I think as football players, basketball players, you know, just athletes in general, we get so entrenched in our sport. It's like when it's over, we, we don't know what we like to do you know, outside of sports, man. So this is kind of a platform to kind of like shed a light oh, on yeah, that. I b- believe that, bro. That's important too because uh, we be so lost, man. As kids, you know, it was it was just a game, and then it became. You already know. And it still didn't really click until football is like 
damn near over. You know what I mean? And it's I'm telling hold you. on, like you trying to tell me since I was a little kid, I've been doing this shit, and now I gotta figure out something else to do. Man, I'm telling I, you, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> people, people, people really don't understand that, man. I always felt like that was minimized, like the life after sports, I always felt like that was minimized for athletes. Cause like you said, we've been doing this since we was eight, nine, 10 years old. So it's like, right. like when it's over, like what do you do afterwards? Or more so it's not because you know, everybody go gets a job and 95% of the world is working a job that they don't want to work. For sure. But it's more so about what do you, what, what do you enjoy? How do you make money doing something that you enjoy doing that brings you passion? Like where, whereas you get up every morning wanting to yep. go do it. Yeah. 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 That translate yeah, right over to yeah. it. Cause uh, like you said, we just, we was playing the game for the fun of it until, you know, we was, unless we was able to monetize of, off of it. And we were, you know what I'm saying? We got scholarships and uh, right, we was right, able, right. you know, you know, at least get our foot in the door with some things. But, you know, it's just, it's a short lived, it's a short lived business, bro. I ain't even really realizing until my two years was up in the league. It was just like that. And I couldn't even get back on yeah. the team. It was all about, it ain't even about like if you're good or not. So it's just like, damn, Politics. Bro, I really got it. Yeah. Probably, yeah, politics as in everything. <clears throat> so it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's a lot of things, you you know, it's when you learn, like, you know, it's a lot of shit you can't control and you mm-hmm. just got to like, that's where, that's where kind of where never ever worried my, uh, my brand came from. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, everybody gonna, called me go, new. Yeah. yeah new. We're going to, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, bro. It always, it always come around to that, bro. Cause I, I, I was forced to have to like change my mindset, bro. Or other, otherwise I was just going to be hurt. Keep punching yeah. holes in the walls and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm trying to, you. you know, trying to understand like why not me or why me? But it's just part of growing up, bro. That we, exactly. we stayed kids, so we was able to stay kids so long because of because of sports. But uh exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. I think it's important. Exactly. That. I, I'm, I like what you're doing, bro, because it's a need for these young dudes to understand. Like, I mean, this shit is not sweet at all. It's not sweet at all. You're at all. Uh, but uh before I dive into your childhood, man, I, I feel like obviously we're more than athletes. So let me just get your sentiments or your take on a couple current sports events, man. I know it's early. Okay. I know it's early, but who do you have winning the Super Bowl this year and why? Uh, from the teams that I'm seeing, uh, I got, I got, I got basically the two, the two top dogs going to the Super Bowl. I got Pittsburgh and Seattle right now. Okay. okay. Uh, just because uh, I think Russell Wilson, he, I think he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. <clears> and yeah. I think the Steelers got the best defense in the league. And I mean, they do. That's pretty much. It's about as simple as it gets for me, man. Right, you know, right. Shout out to my dog, Cam. Yeah, yeah, he came yeah. over here with Pittsburgh, J. Ron. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was about to say uh, shout out to J. Ron. He just he just got active. Yeah. He doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of my boy, man. I'm proud of all my Bill boys out there doing their thing. Yeah, uh, man. I got to shout out, I, I, but you know, I gotta I gotta get a little to the Saints too, cause oh, you know yeah, they're doing the, that. The Glenville Saints. Yes, Glenville yes, Saints. I, I hope that they can, you know, beat Seattle. If it, if it come down to them too, I'm I'm gonna go with the Saints just because they're my boys. But uh, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, Pittsburgh. It would be nice to see Pittsburgh and, and the Saints. You know, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh and and, and New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No doubt, man. I think I think it'll be Pittsburgh and Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't know who will win that, but I mean, obviously, you know, we 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 Cleveland kids, so. I'm always rooting for the yeah. Browns. I mean, you know, they, they yeah. having they having a better year than what we ever been used they to. They are, man. It's, it's weird though, because it's still because we still like we ain't really quite right. right we still right. ain't quite the football we want to see, but we'll take the W's out there. We ain't never been able to win, so we can't complain. Shit. Hey, hey, they just hey, can't hey. be chosen. Hey, you know that, but uh, the <laughs> NFC the NFC gonna be gonna be interesting, man. With Seattle, and then you got you got Tampa. I mean, I I just can't count TB12 out, man. Even though he's forty three. No, I can't, I can't count them out. And then, like you said, uh, 
uh, the Glenville Saints, man. So uh, I'm hoping yeah. that the Saints pick pick uh, Thado back up, you know, because Bears let him go. That'd so be nice. uh, That'd yeah, be nice. you know, he, he had great years with them. So yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. an exciting time, man. Um, yeah, I was I was I was kind of wanting to see Thado go to New England. I ain't gonna lie. For real, I want to see real. a Cam, a Cam and Thado. Really. Yeah, that's my yeah, that's my because they, they really clicked. They really clicked in yeah. Carolina. Yeah, they did. They was yeah. that was that was the best time. That was my favorite time with Ted, like in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam and them two like because Cam was finding him, bro. It was like you know that vibe, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Cam yeah. never could have went to the Ville, bro. He damn near, bro. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. You could, that that team was raw that year. That uh-huh. was one of my favorite. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that, yeah. that team was crazy. Um, that team was so, crazy. bro. Tell me, how have you grown? I mean, we, we've been, what, almost nine months in the pandemic, man. How have you grown spiritually, emotionally, mentally, you know, just as a father? More importantly, just as a black man in general, these last nine months with the racial injustice, with the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, it's funny that people people shed more of a light on the racial injustices, you know, since more everyone's, everyone was at home and people had more time to really take a look at it, but we black, man. We've been dealing with this shit since we, you know, since, since, since birth. Since, since walking since we around. Since we going to Coventry, since we trying to grab some shit from Coventry. You know what I mean? We, you got, we, we both got hair, we both got hair, we both got beards. We we, we black men, yeah. tall guys, a brolic. So how, how, how have you grown, man, just going through this, these whole last nine months, bro? Um, you know, it's been, I think it's just been a blessing, honestly, to 2020, you know, as crazy as it's been, you got to remember the world works you know, mm-hmm. with, with balance. So as much as bad stuff it is, it's, it's easy to see, you know, all the bad stuff that's happening and ignore all the good stuff that's happening mm-hmm. too. You feel me? It's just like a relationship. You, you'll focus on one bad thing, you'll forget all the good shit. It's balance, mm-hmm. man. So I'm saying like, for me personally, man, I, I delivered my son back in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Congrats 2020. <clears throat> Thank you. Yep. And then 2020 happened. So I came down here, Canada, the football season got canceled in the CFL. Mm-hmm. So really, I haven't missed like no beat of my of my second child growing up. I, I've been seeing his first his words, his first words, his first steps. Yeah, uh, just being here, just being able to see him grow up. She we've been getting them. <clears throat> they got the little, you know, the uh, COVID recovery mm-hmm. uh, benefits that we get from Canada, and we get them, you know, what I'm saying here too. So it's like shit, I ain't really tripping about the money or nothing. And uh, yeah, I've been able to just sit, chill, work out, and yeah. uh, just, just focus spend, on spend what's time in front with the of me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on what's in front of me, man. Cause I mean, like, you know, it's unfortunate, like, how the media like always portraying so much, uh, so much hate, so much, uh, it's so much propaganda, man. People mm-hmm. forget, like, you know, the media is straight propaganda. It's always right. trying to sway you in one direction or the other, I'm and now you. you're causing a divide because everybody is an individual. We all got our own way of of thinking. Mm-hmm. But that's what the social media did. That's the good. That's the bad part about social media is you gotta, you gotta. Uh, you know, as much good that you can do with as far as like making money and, you know, networking and all that, it come with that, with that devil of right. you got to sit here and listen, everybody feel like, you know, saying that, that they can, you know, express their ego. And that's, you know, that's right. the, that's the biggest problem in the world now is our mm-hmm. ego. So, you. You know, yeah, man. So it's like, you know, we coming into this new age where people are, uh, you know, waking up to, you know, the, the, the whole celeb culture and all that is fake. You know, how, how a lot of this shit is fake. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm happy for, it's I'm happy all for the whole spiritual community. It's <laughs> yeah. really all fake, man. It's, it's, all, it's what I'm saying. It's a TV show, man. Like, right. And I was telling people, I'm like, bro, y'all got to pay attention to the words that they're using, you know, the 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 dates, uh, you know, just just things like how they how they continuously do this shit. You know, yeah. history repeats itself. Like, they I'm do this every election year. Like, they're trying to manipulate us. They're trying to instill this whole little new world order. 
I'm and saying, I ain't, you know, I ain't, I ain't really, you know, I ain't blind to it. I'm not gonna right. sit here and play stupid to it. Exactly. I'm just staying ready out in this day. Hey, I'm staying ready, bro. Like, there ain't nobody right. finna run up in here forcing no vaccines on nobody. Man, I'm telling shit. you, it exactly. It ain't happening, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm hoping my people wakes up, man, because I know, like, they'll call, they'll call you a coon if you don't, if you don't necessarily agree with a. Exactly. With, the, with with popular belief, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Amongst the black community. Like, exactly. we all supposed to hate Donald Trump. We all supposed to vote for Biden and all that bullshit. Like, bro, mm -hmm. there's so much more shit going on in your own world that right. you need to focus on. There's so much devils and, and spiritual battles going on within yourself I that agree. you need to focus on that Breonna Taylor ain't going to do nothing for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? George George Floyd ain't going to do nothing for you. Rest they souls. You feel me? No no, no offense. You know, rest Kobe, RB, everybody die, Black Panther, whoever. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you got to worry about you, man. Exactly. And you got you got to focus on what you you got to focus on what you can control, bro. Because exactly. other than that, you can sit yeah. here mad about some shit that's happening miles and miles away, and you still got to take your ass to work. <laughs> still got to take your ass to work. That I know that nine to five, one to three Friday. I'm telling you, bro. But you I, you realize I, you you realize you sat there and spent all that time talking about that shit, and it didn't change nothing in yeah. your in your in your life. You still yeah. got to do the same shit you're doing. Right. I I can definitely second second that that sentiment. I I. I've really been growing on just, you know, in the last nine months, like like you said, man, just the propaganda of the world and what we what we as black people are supposed to believe, who we supposed to vote for, who we supposed to follow, just all these different things. Uh I can't hold you though. The Breonna Taylor thing did kind of hit me different. Cause I'm, you know, I, I got a twin. I'm a twin. I got a twin sister. Her name is Brianna. So uh it kind it kind of just yeah, I I, I just kind of put myself in that predicament, just trying to imagine if something had happened to my sister, like. You know what I'm saying? Then it, it'd be, it'd be a total different side of LeBron that nobody ever seen. You know what I mean? If anything yeah. happened to her, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, so that I, was kind of. I completely, I completely understand. You know, people being empathetic, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's always, I think it's important that people put themselves in other people's shoes. You know what yeah. I mean? But let's yeah. do it all the time. You feel me? Let's yeah. not do it just when a cop killing a black person. Exactly. Like, we gotta do this shit all the time, bro. We can't, we can't just wait till some shit happen. Right. You know, and that's my problem. That's my only problem with the shit. It's like, I don't, I'm not mad at people for, I'm not mad at nobody, period. I'm not mad about shit. Let me say that right now. But I'm not, I think I'm just disappointed that people don't know how to, uh, how to separate themselves. Like when you do put yourself into some, somebody's shoes, how to separate your emotions from it. You know what I mean? Or how to, how to, how to just like look and at that, things. And that, that's what are. most people can't do because, because their emotions yeah. follow them. They, 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 they can't look at it freely. Right? Yeah, we're emotional creatures. We're all influenced off of each other, and women, especially, you know what I'm saying, are, are yeah. irrational. You feel me? And what do a man do? We sitting here trying to do everything for a goddamn woman. We sitting here, you know, we want to impress y'all. We want to be a man for y'all and shit. Uh -huh, so if uh -huh. my woman's sitting here crying about this shit, now I got to go out here as a man and handle. You know what I'm saying? We we fighting for every. We, we fighting for our our our, our spirit, our our skin, our women, everything. Mm -hmm. It's just like, why is we fighting, bro? I don't even understand what the hell we fighting about. Yeah. Now, what I know is what 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 I've seen is that you know people really be tripping about they ain't got no money, but this year has proven that they can just print out money and they can even got to print it out. They just send you a number in the email. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Well, they can just give you money. Like the whole system, the whole system of the world to me is backwards as hell. Like I don't even understand how we got homeless people and it's people hoarding billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. That don't yeah. make no sense to me. That don't so make sense. Whenever whenever we start talking about shit like that, that's when it that's when it starts. That's when I'm gonna see some real changes. But yeah. until then, the change starts within to everybody watching this. You gotta look the person in the mirror mm -hmm. and, and be better, just be better than you was a minute ago.
Exactly. Be, be, that, that, that's my main stuff. Be better than yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. last yeah, take, bro. Last, yeah, go ahead. My bad. Last, go ahead. Oh, no, you good. Last take, bro. What is your... I know you graduated from a, a Mac University, and you started at a Big Ten University. I graduated from a Big Ten University. What's your take on Deion, kind of Deion Sanders taking that leap of faith and becoming a head coach at an HBCU and kind of kind of changing the trajectory of HBCU just in general? I think it's dope. I think it's a, I think it's definitely the start. You know what I mean? Like, and somebody like him, like that's that, that's that's the thing. Like, we want to see the celeb culture actually do something. You know what I mean? We're tired of people talking, for mm -hmm. real. We're tired of everybody, like, trying to sway me in one direction or another. Go do something so that right. we can follow, so we can really follow when somebody lead, because that's what everybody want. Everybody want, like, a leader or something. Mm -hmm. I say you lead yourself. I say everybody, you know, the leader is within yourself. But I if agree. you're looking for somebody to look up to, Dion definitely doing his thing as far yeah, as... Yeah, he's that guy. As far as that go. Like, that's changing the culture, bro. I've been seeing, you know, four-star... I think his son is going to be the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, his son just decommitted from Florida Atlantic, and now he'll be at Jackson State. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. I, I knew that was. Gonna I can see a lot. Of people. <laughs> that's hard, though. You know, I can see yeah. a lot. I can see a lot of people like you know going to HBCUs now. I'm telling you, know, you. you know, they got they. Yeah, HBCUs coming up out here for sure. I, uh, that's cold. I, I think it's important, yeah. man. Just you know, get people. You know, just gonna it's, open it's, up doors, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very important, man. And uh, you know, I lived in Atlanta for six. I lived in Atlanta for six years, so that's when I kind of opened up to the HBCU realm and kind of started meeting a lot of people from, you know, mm -hmm. from that kind of background. And uh, one thing that I noticed is they just got like a like a more of a tight knit community. Like when they when they graduate, they got mentors, they got older, uh, you know, people that, that they look up to that really look out for them, that send them to networking events, that send them to different job opportunities, get those salary jobs. And one thing that I feel like at those bigger universities, the Big Tens and the Macs and all that. I feel like they kind of just use us for our talent. Then when we graduate, we don't really hear from them again, right? We, or uh, unless, you know, you're, you got a different skin color, but the black guys, I feel like uh, they don't really look out for you as, as closely knit as HBCUs do. So I think it's powerful, man. I, I think it's a tie sure. that's coming for sure. For sure. I didn't even think about it like that. And that's for sure. Cause I think about it like, you know, we, we yeah, we don't be getting no real love when we go back to school, period. you know what I mean? It's like, damn, bro, we was here, you know, blood, blood sweat, and tears, blood, trying blood, to sweat, pass tears, class, trying to, <laughs> trying to stay up in class, trying to go to practice. Like, come on, bro, that shit was the hardest shit my, I ever did in my life. It's college football. <laughs> I tell you, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, yeah, I'm talking about even in the pros, the pros wasn't even nothing compared to that, bro. Like, Man, people don't understand that college is the hardest. <laughs> that's the hardest shit you got because I got to go to school too, bro. I got to be able to like, and I got and I got this curriculum, and we ain't getting no money. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay. I gotta pay attention to class. My body hurt. My my knees my hurt. My hurt. ankle hurt. My my shoulders yeah, come hurt. Come on, man. My my mind. Can, I'm trying to go to the league. That's all right. I'm thinking. You I got the homework. I gotta write here. papers. I gotta take notes. Man. I got. Man, I'm talking about. I, got, I used to spend weeks. Now I used to cram yeah. so much, bro. Like weeks, I stay in. The, I just be in the library. I ain't even went home for three days. Type shit. Just finishing papers. You, bro. I'm telling you, yeah, bro. it's tough. And then go play. And then go play in the game. I'm telling, weekend. I'm telling you, bro. People yeah. don't understand, man. So let's dive into yeah. your childhood, man. We both Cleveland kids. Talk sure. about just just the Cleveland culture. Um, I, I think I, I was born in '89. I know you was born in probably like '91, '92. But just talk about growing up in the '90s in Cleveland. You know, it's it's a different atmosphere now. It's 2020. The kids got YouTube. They got the internet. They got phones. They got all different kinds of things. And you know, us growing in the '90s, we didn't have none of that. The internet didn't even come out till '98. We really had to go outside. We really had to. We really had to interact with each other. We really had yeah. to, be, you know, be outside all day. So just talk yeah. about just growing up the culture in the '90s, man. I grew up on 
uh, Miles and Lee Road. I'm sure you probably grew up somewhere on St. Clair or Superior over there. Uh, mm-hmm. So just talk about maybe some influences that you had growing up and, um, you know, just how you started to kind of matriculate to playing sports and kind of starting to find yourself. Uh, yeah, like you said, bro, we used to be outside. Like, that was that was the main thing. So a lot of my friends, like I, I say, like, you know, dating back to my earliest Cleveland memories was like third grade. I was born in Atlanta, you know what I mean? So oh, okay, okay. My mom, my mom went to yeah, my mom went to HBCU. My father oh, nice. and my uh, biological father did too. He went to Morehouse. My mom went to Spelman. Oh nice. So I was born in I, yeah, I was actually born in Grady. Okay. And uh, we and, and we uh <clears throat> she moved, you know, my mom was from Cleveland, though. She went to Shaw. So okay. whenever whatever happened, whatever uh, you know, hiccup happened when I was young with my parents, that you know, mm-hmm. they split up. I, my father wasn't really into you know, I didn't really know my father father until I was like 22 years old and you know, I was at Ball State. I met him later on okay. in life. But uh, my stepfather was heavy in my life, though. Um, like right around the year 2000, like, that was like third grade for me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started playing football because it started off in the streets for real, like sideline pop. Yep, you know yep. what I'm saying? We playing artificial quarterback, uh, Dino Man, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, Dino Man. You know I'm, yeah, like I'm that, you know what I'm saying? I'm that dude out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm first one getting picked on the teams and shit. And whoever yeah. on my team, you know, we winning for real. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh and I and I had and I had friends that was playing. Uh I had actually went to Coventry. I went to Coventry Elementary School, my boy okay. Miko, uh recipes, Herman Gross. Uh, they was playing for the Tally Tigers. Okay. And uh, that's and I won. That's when I first wanted to play. And my uncle Sean was actually coaching yeah, for the Tally yeah. Tigers, and they were the yeah. Forest Hill Tigers at this point. They changed their name to Forest Hill, so that was the first team I played for. Okay. And uh, played. It was just natural, bro. When I went out there, bro, we got the pads on. I was putting people on their ass. Like, yeah, yeah. it was natural, bro. Just like I'm like, I love this shit, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I always wanted to. My grandma actually had me in the church so much that I wanted to be an actor at first. Like I had, okay. I, I was always in like in the church place. So shout out to Starlight, okay. Starlight okay. Baptist Church in East Cleveland. Yeah, shout uh, out. I was always in, I was always in the uh, church. Um, you know, every Sunday all the way up until about high school, and uh, I, I actually ended up going to the school of arts, Cleveland School of Arts for acting. Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so six or so six or seven. Yeah, I've been, bro. I've been all over Cleveland, bro. So, yeah. uh, I, uh, six or seventh grade. Um, I went to Cleveland School of Arts and I was in there for drama, but you know, it, that was that for me, that was going straight from elementary school to a high school pretty much because uh, School of Arts was from six to 12. Yeah, yeah. So that shit was like, it was, it was a lot going on for me. Yeah, man. You, saw, mom, you, you saw all the older kids and all that. Man, <laughs> it was just a lot of fun up in that bit. And I was a class clown, low key man, always was kind of just outspoken and yeah, could yeah. never really be contained in, in, in a certain way. So I was always smart and shit, so that was probably why I got away with some shit. Cause like you couldn't fail me out your class. I was still <laughs> right, right, passing, right. but authority was a you know that was the thing that was I had to, I had to understand I had to come into an understanding of that later on in my life. Like you know it's just time and place for everything. You know, right, so, right. But the, but yeah, man, I started off as an actor. Football and sport and basketball kind of came into my life later, mm-hmm. like when I was like in, uh, when I was like nine or ten. Then okay. yeah, basketball in middle school. I stopped playing basketball when we got to the Ville because I was just like, man, shit, I'm trying to go to the league, man. This shit yeah, is the yeah. key. Like, we yeah. had the ticket. I think me and you actually transferred to the Ville the same year because I was at Benedictine. Okay. Um, my ninth grade year. Yeah. I had first went. I had first went to Benedictine because my mom pulled me out of the school arts my eighth grade year. Said I needed a little bit more structure, so she put me in this uh in the Lutheran school over in off 185th okay. called St. John Nottingham. Okay. So shout out to all my people at Nottingham too, man. Uh, small class, we was one yeah. one class per grade. Yeah, your ass really have it. Your ass really have been all around Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I went everywhere. I went to hell of school, man. So I, uh, 
Yeah, I know a lot of people, man. So it's, you know, in Cleveland, man, it's, it's really small. It's a big city, but it's small, especially when you move around a lot. Uh, I'm and, telling uh, you. know, the whole St. Clair, man, we was moving up and down St. Clair my whole life for real. We stayed on yeah. 146, then on 156. So we just, you know, that's where I grew up at the most is on 156 years. So when we got, when I got to ninth grade, we was, well, when we moved to 156, yeah, I was still, it was early. So we, uh, I stayed, we stayed on 156 all the way up until about 2009. Okay. When my, okay. Before my, before my parents had split up. Okay. When I was in high school. Yeah, it's funny, yeah, man. Yeah. I know you said you went to school of arts. I think because I, I, I went to Whitney Young, and Whitney Young okay. was, Whitney Young was a, a, a Cleveland public school. So you know yeah. we played we played the Nathan Hales and the FDRs and the Patrick Henrys and yeah. the Harry Davis yeah. and you know the Audubons all that but we were a badass only... school man they had a yeah. they had, they had a, yeah Whitney Young was bad bro we used to perform in front of them like at the playhouse and shit so they would come see us perform and shit and they was just bad as hell bro the whole nah, school see, was bad see 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 that's what people don't realize Whitney Young was actually the only uh, major works public school in the city of Cleveland so like. So okay. like, uh, it, it was basically like yeah, an honors. It was yeah, it was an honors middle school. Like you had to have over, you had to keep over like a two point eight cumulative GPA to even stay in the school. So I just remember in middle school because you know I was nice. I played football and basketball, but Whitney Young didn't have a football team. So okay. you know I had hit a growth spurt. I couldn't play mini league no more after like I was like eleven. Same. Eleven was same. my last year. <laughs> yep, same. I had to go play eighth grade. Like yeah, yeah. Same. So I, I I played basketball. I played soccer. I did track all the all that stuff, man. But I just remember getting in fights all the time with the guys from like Nathan Hale and all, because all those schools was like hella bad. Like and so they yeah. they used to look yeah. at us like oh yeah y'all you know what I'm saying oh y'all niggas smart yeah. like I'm about to like y'all y'all soft for real like. So I used to, yeah. I remember getting in fights all the time, but really just having to that prove Cleveland myself. Culture, yeah, Cleveland culture, man. Yeah, you know that. Culture right you know that I was getting ready to touch on that because, like, I know it sounded like I was living in the garden. Listen, man, we was the sports was the was the escape because you could you was going in one direction or the other. I swear I'm to God, and I put I'm that on my soul, like on you me. know, like, and that's why that's why we always be running into issues sometimes with football because it's like y'all don't know y'all dealing with some real like. Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> cut most, we, we from this shit. Like, this the only time we really get to be who exactly. we really is out here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, exactly. it's, I'm letting, I'm, cause otherwise I got to go out here in the streets and do it. And I don't want to do that cause, you. you know what I'm saying? It's gonna make my mama mad. It's gonna, it's, you know what I'm saying? I could lose my life. My, my and, uh, and I got people who in it right now. And I'm just like, shit, man, like, that ain't for me, you know? Exactly. But, exactly. but, uh, but, you know, it's like we all cut from the same cloth, though. So even though they chose that path, like we all got that, we all got them devils. It's in, in us. Though, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Them yeah. devils, them devils, that dark side yeah. is definitely in us. And, yeah, it's, and in I, us. it's in us. And I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I'm, I'm scared of that person. That's why I be, shit, I be going to therapy. I be trying to heal. I be trying to do everything that I can do, bro, just to, to, to yeah. mask that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm scared of that person. And I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't want nobody to see that person. I don't want that person to come out. I'm trying to tell you, I feel you, bro. Like it's, it's a scary, it's a scary sight. I'm real talk. And I you know even my mama one time, like I was at a dark place. Like when I had first got to Ball State, cause I was like, you know, I was transitioning from going to Ohio State to Ball State. And it was like, mm-hmm. I had to sit out a year and shit like mm-hmm. that. Cause they wouldn't let us just transfer over and play. So it was a transition period and I was and I was going through some dark times for real, bro. I remember like my mama looked at me in my eyes. She was like, I ain't never seen you. I've never seen that look in your face before. Like it scared me. Yeah, and that's yeah. when I really was like, all right, yeah, I gotta uh I gotta get my shit together, man. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? As far exactly. as like how how I'm like how I'm processing information, mm-hmm. you know, how I'm how it's just being aware, but just awareness at the at, at the end of the day, just being aware exactly. of exactly. how you feeling in the moment. 
mm-hmm. and being able to respond rather than yeah, react. Present. It's a yeah, difference, present. bro. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I I totally agree, bro. So talk about, like you said, man, we transferred to Glenville at the same time. We were teammates 2006, 2007. Yeah. Uh, talk about just when you started, and, and it's funny that, that I'm bringing this up when I, when I say talk about how you started to come into your body and started hearing from college. Because I was literally there. Like, I saw, you know, we, uh, we was the same height. You was a little smaller than me, but yeah. I, I literally, I literally watched you, bro. I literally watched you become who you became and, you know, become a top sure. recruit and uh just all of those things man so talk about just that transition when you started when you had that growth spurt when you started to come into your body when you started to hear it from colleges and became ultimately that top recruit that ended up you know being top in the state of ohio which is a football state and ended up going to the B ohio state university just walk me through uh, that that timeline a little bit uh you know, i was just inspired you know what I'm saying bro by honestly bro you know, we wore the same, like, when you left, I, I grabbed your jersey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I always, I always let people know, like, you know, Brown, you know, so I had to wait my turn, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that was, and and I, and I looked up to you, bro, I did the same shit you did. Like, we had to, we wasn't no offensive alignment shit, but we was, Man, you know, I wasn't no offensive lineman. My <laughs> had to go play center, bro. They put us at yeah. center. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else was able because we was the only ones that was gonna be able to really do it the best though. Like exactly. that's just go to show you the type of heart we had. So I, bro, exactly. I you know, I say I am always admired your play. Uh, shit, Mill Martin, uh, shit, Mel Hines, bro. We had some dogs. Like it was just some dogs. That, that whole squad, bro, was exactly. You know what I'm saying? So when and I and I, bro, I had number sixty six on dressing varsity. So you know I wasn't even tripping about none of that shit. I forgot like, about that. <laughs> man, I had to wear sixty six, bro. I'm like, damn, dog. Like, that's, that's the only number we got left. <laughs> Young boy. All right, it's cool. It's cool. I said, listen, next year I'm grabbing that five five, and it's my turn, bro. It's my yeah, time, yeah. bro. So basically, and you, and you after made that, it your time. Yeah. So you, after y'all left, bro, I, I made it up in my mind like it's my time. Bro. So, yeah. And I went to speed and Yeah, I started going to speed and strength out there in uh in Euclid. Yeah, uh, I started working out with Tim and shit, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it was on from there, bro. Like I wasn't playing, uh, and yeah. then uh, my competition was actually uh, we still I still had to uh, I was just a junior, and it was still you know it was still some seniors in front of us, but we went out to uh, Indianapolis and played Warren Central, mm-hmm. our first game, and then uh, I wasn't starting or nothing because I actually had got hurt in preseason. That was uh, two thousand eight. So 2008, yeah, 2008 right? Really, really, really low in the mirror. Yeah. Yep. So it was so silly, bro, because we was in, we was uh getting ready to go sc- scrimmage uh Cardinal Mooney, I think. And uh it was like that week in practice, a fight broke out in practice, like when we was taking a break, you know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers like landed on my leg, fucked my leg up. So I couldn't Damn. even play in the scrimmage. Damn. So I sat out the whole preseason. So I was just basically a backup on varsity when we first started. Going to, when we first when the first when the season first started and that was our first game was in Indianapolis 08, and we played Warren Central, bro. And mm-hmm. Winston was in front of me. What's the average, man? Yeah, you know he was big body dude. You know, what I'm yeah. saying? so I'm like, it's gonna be some, it's gonna be hard to try, basically beat him out of position. But I think he went down. I got in, bro. Never okay. came out. As it that, I never came out, and uh, that was my last game. That was the last time I ever like sat out of a high school football game. For real. Yeah. I ain't never. Yeah. I, from that point on, it was it was over with. Yeah, six tackles from there. Sacks. It was just yeah. easy, bro. Getting crazy. easy money out there, and then yeah. like, but it was so it's so it's so crazy, like how easy it was then, because I I'm nowhere near the player that I I was nowhere near the player that I am now, bro. Like right. knowledge wise, like experience, like bro. I was just 
seeing what was in front of me. I had no exactly. idea what was going just on. Just athletic, just out there, just being athletic, yeah. natural, just, Hit, just making plays. Hitting and running. Shit, that's all we do. We hit and run, bro. That's yeah. it. it wasn't really nothing. If you could do that, you'll be all right. So Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> so talk about, man, what went into your I mean, I know it went into your decision. Obviously, we, you know, growing up in Ohio, that uh, we all want to go to the Ohio State. Did you consider anybody else or you just knew in your head, like, man, as soon as I get this offer, I'm committed? <laughs> Yeah, man, I tell people, uh, so my, the reason I transferred to Glenville was in uh, 2014, they had sent 22 people, D1. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I need to, you know what I mean? Then I was going through my struggles at Benedictine too, like politics, racism, all type mm -hmm. of shit. Been seeing, been seeing Yeah, Bruce, Bruce, shit. Bruce so, Davis, he told me about that. He went to Benny before yeah, he we was to Yeah, we was in there together, actually. With Bruce. Okay. Bruce, man, yeah, we was in there together, actually. Bruce, Eric Thomas, all them, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Um, like, bro, I had to get about it there. So, and then on top of that, Glenville, I was, I had played for the Titans. I ain't, I ain't even tell you, I had, when I was in, uh, when I was in mini league, my second year, I ended up going to Glenville playing for the Titans. So I was okay. really a Titan for real. I started off yeah. with Tally, but, you know, a couple of years with the Titans, and then I ended up playing eighth grade. Anyway, that was home for me. So I'm like, let me get back to, you know, playing with my boys and shit. I transferred yeah. to the field. But before I did that, I had a sit down meeting with Gian. Mm -hmm. And uh, in his office out in, out in Lawrenceville, actually, I think it was on Lawrenceville Center Road. And uh, he had like an office over there or something like that at the time. Maybe I'm tripping. I could be tripping. Um, but we sat down and we talked about like what my goals was and why I wanted to transfer to Glenville, what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, he asked me what I, you know, I told him, I said, I'm trying to go to Ohio State. Straight up. Like, Straight I don't enough. even know what else. I'm trying to go to Ohio State. That's that's my goal. I want to go play at Ohio State. Because y'all right. sent all them people to Ohio State, plus, you know, wherever else. I know if they ain't going to be Ohio State, it could be somewhere else. Right. And uh, that was actually my first scholarship offer, man. They came to see um, Big Mark. Big mm -hmm. Mark was, the, you know, the number one recruiting. Uh, that was my best friend, too, man. So shout out my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they came to see Big Mark. Shout out Mark. Can't see Big... Yeah, man, that's my dog, man. Uh, they can't <laughs> see Big Mark. You know, he was a... Uh, you know, top top uh, recruit in the country, U.S. Army All American. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. seen you know Big Mark Dog and people on film, but then they when they as they watch the film, they see me too. Yeah, and that's pretty much how that worked out. You know, Taver Johnson was the recruiting was the uh, was the Northeast Ohio recruiter and uh, mm -hmm. defensive backs coach at Ohio State at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he called my mom like we we sat down. I met him. They were like at the school that day. Then they called like later on that night and was like, "Yeah, we we offering you a scholarship." We want uh, that. I'm like, "Shit." I held on, and I tried to hold. I tried to hold my water on that commitment, bro, for for like as long as I could. Right. I was committed by. I was committed before my senior year had even started, bro. I didn't even yeah, take no visits. Know. I'm like, I want to take one visit, man. I'm Come like, on, I ain't bro. gonna play around. That, right, that's that's where we all want to go. You know that. I ain't gonna play around. Yeah, Talk I couldn't. About... Even, I couldn't. Yeah, it's special, bro. You know what I'm saying? I felt, and I and I, I'm like, shit. I'm not gonna. Play, I'm not gonna fuck right. around with that. I gotta go. All right, man, I'm already knowing, bro. So talk about your transition going from the Ville to Columbus. And what's crazy is, I don't, and I don't know, I'm sure you probably remember, or you remember once I tell you, but your freshman year, 2009, we played against each other in the Big Ten Championship in the shoe, you know. Yes, that shoe was live, bro. Yeah, y'all be this in overtime. <laughs> y'all went to the Rose Bowl. We went to the Orange Bowl. That was Bowl. crazy, bro. Yeah, but that was, was your true freshman year, man. And that team, you know, it was about, what, like seven, eight Ville guys. And then I, I think at the time, I was at Iowa. Willie Lowe was at you, Iowa. Bruce Willie Lowe, Iowa. Bruce. Yeah, so yeah. for all of us to play against each other in the Big Ten Championship, was, bro, like, like what, that what, was what was that like in, in your eyes? Because I remember us dabbing each other up and just showing love uh, after the game, which was a crazy game, but it's crazy. It was. When we in the grind, we don't really get to, we don't really get to feel those feelings, right? Like, 
or really get yeah. to like put that put those kind of uh experiences in retrospect but thinking back on it it's like man that's actually that that was actually crazy that we was able to experience that but just talk yeah. about your transition from the Ville to Columbus and then obviously your true freshman year playing on special teams getting a couple getting snaps and going to the Rose Bowl yeah um it was one, it was another one of you know mindset things like I went to Ohio State with the mindset like shit, I'm not red shirt you know what I mean I'm, I'm gonna give them every reason to put me in the game yeah. I'm gonna do whatever it is they need me to do, and I'm. And then my whole mindset was, I'm three and out. Shit, I'm about to go three. <laughs> I'm three years at Ohio State, and I'm declaring for the draft. And, uh, three and out. That was my. That was always my. <clears throat> so when I first got there, you know, she was actually a smooth transition. I went down there in the summer. Uh, got my my first semester was three point four GPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great, you know, first first camp. It was hard, but Mel Hines was actually my uh, was actually my roommate. Okay, so like yeah. when they was when they was hazing when they was hazing dudes and shit like I was cool but they didn't. Fuck oh yeah, 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 yeah. You was with Mel. You was with Mel. You know that you know. Yeah, I was with They was not playing that shit, bro. <laughs> hey man, I'm talking about they had left all the freshmen in like a meeting. We was in there at nine p.m. You know what I'm saying? They let all the upperclassmen go back to the hotel, and we just hearing about how they finna tear up everybody's stuff, throw everybody's stuff in the hallway. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, man, I know Mel ain't gonna let these motherfuckers touch my shit. <laughs> I know yeah, he not. Yeah, I know yeah. he not. I get back, man. Everybody Yo, shit. Mel ain't like, having that. I went back to my room. I'm good. My shit good. I'm like, yeah, that's that Bill shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. going back to that Rose Bowl game, I mean, that was a crazy year, bro. Like, that was a crazy year. It was me. It was basically me, my boy Deron Carter, Chris Carter's son, uh-huh, Big uh-huh. Mark. Uh-huh. And maybe like two other freshmen. We was the only ones to really be playing. You know what yeah. I mean? My boy Melvin Fell, Melvin Fellows, he had got hurt. He had hurt his knee, so he wasn't able to. I remember to, him. Uh, that was a DM, contribute. right? Yep, yeah. Yeah, I remember yep. Yeah. No, yeah, we had uh yeah, Cleveland dude. And uh yeah, so he wasn't able to play, but uh he was always, you know, that's my dog to this day. Brother, he just got married, shot down too. Yeah, but yeah. um uh as I was saying, yeah, man, it was just a crazy year, bro. We was the only freshmen playing, but I remember yeah. I sat out the first three games because okay. I was they was red shirting me. They was like, We're gonna red shirt you. I was hurt. Yeah, but I was just dog and shit in practice, bro. Like it was not I was just killing the two. I was doing too much in practice. I'm, I'm killing y'all special teams. I'm getting picks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On scout team and shit. They like, all right, this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? He ready. So they put me on uh kickoff or whatever. Now I remember uh I never really played kickoffers. I never really played special teams till I got to college. Mm-hmm. So there was an adjustment for me. Like my first few games, bro, motherfuckers was was smacking me out there, bro. Like, I could because I had my head on the swivel. Like yeah, yeah. I'm running down. I just see the ball. I'm like, see ball, get ball. I ain't, I ain't even processing this motherfucker trying to hit me out here. <laughs> and he, and so you know, like you, you line up at the five on kickoff, bro. Yeah. You got to deal with the tackle, the guard, and the dude. It's, it's three people exactly. that that got exactly. the potential to block. Yeah, hey, got to be. And I'm thinking this, bro. I'm thinking, man. I'm looking. I'm seeing motherfuckers looking at me, right? They doing the look, and then they go turn to the other motherfucker. Now, I'm looking, <laughs> Boom! And they coming back. Oh, <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> I'm talking about they was rocking my ass, bro. They I coming back. I was rocking my shit, too. I'm like, man, I hated, I hated playing them motherfuckers. Like, listen, I hated playing y'all, because them niggas was, <laughs> motherfuckers was really out there. Yeah, you knew what time it was. He was out there right. hitting shit. He had to hit shit. And then yeah, they put cool. me on punt. My sophomore year, bro, they put me on punt. And I had to, I think, and we went, we came to Iowa. Adrian Claiborne was yeah. in front of me on punt. And, and Tressel telling me the whole week, he like, yeah, he gonna be licking his chops when he see you, Newsom. You gotta stay in front of him and shit. Cause we watching film, but this nigga just yeah. booming my to the back of the into the punter and shit. I'm like, nah, bro, he can't yeah. be dry. Yeah, he animal, bro. 
They, I'm like, man, he can't, I ain't about to let this man do me like that. that. Motherfucker, bro, that motherfucker with 290 with a 40 inch vertical, man. Like, just bro, I'm not saying animal. He was different, bro. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like man, how he, he don't look like he's supposed to be moving like that. You yeah, know what I mean? Just, he, he different, bro. Squatted like 600, just different, bro. Yeah, uh, different. But yeah, man. When we played John the Rose Bowl, my, my freshman year, but that was a special moment because I'm like, yeah. for one, I got for one, I was, I was, I was, I, had, I basically had polished up by the time we played y'all. Yeah, it was end again. of the season. Yeah, again, you know what I'm saying. So I was, I and that was, you know, it was a big game, bro. I was, you I think I went against you and Bruce. I was going against you and Bruce the whole time. Yeah, I remember yeah. that shit was fun, bro. Like, right. I'm like, damn, bro, I'm that playing my OGs. I'm playing my OGs out here, though. Like, right, right, like, right. We in this bitch, like. I'm telling you, bro, that shit was crazy. That shit was live, bro. And then to then for how it for how it even ended, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, yeah, it was overtime, crazy. Game. Overtime shit, yeah. And then we yeah. sports illustrated. Yeah. They got me on sports illustrated with the rolls in my mouth, bro. I'll never forget that guy. Oh, for real? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I got a little photo time. Little, little yeah, yeah. Time. I seen, yeah, I see, I seen that. I seen that picture uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, big teeth. <laughs> so talk about bro, like what talk about what went into your decision to transfer to ball state. Um, because I, obviously I was from the outside looking in. I, I didn't really know what happened. So just give me some details yeah. on your decision to go from Ohio State to Ball State. But also, like 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 you said earlier, you you had a lot a bunch of brothers at Ohio State. But then you transferred to Ball State. And you had some brothers there as well. You know who, yeah. who, who you played with in high school. So talk about that transition. Uh, it was it was easy. Well, it wasn't. Oh yeah, it was easy. It was okay. What happened was, bro. I was uh. Once the football season was over with, it was, you know, it was just basically adjusting to this regular college life with just, some, you know, workouts and shit. So I was, you know, I was having fun, bro. It was a lot of fun going on at Ohio State. And I wasn't really too focused on uh, my classes, bro. And I, and I ended up, uh, but I mean, shit, college was hard, too. I ain't gonna sit there and say that the shit was, that the classes was just easy. But, uh, you know, not to make no excuses, man, I wasn't really putting all the effort that I should have been putting into my schoolwork so i ended up being academically ineligible mm-hmm. for two straight years at ohio state in the springtime okay and uh once the second time happened uh you know they they basically brought me in after camp i had ended up playing in both the spring games shit i got my grades together to where a point they you know to the point where they let me participate in spring again let me play but it was like two hiccups with the grades and shit and then other shit too man just yeah, you know, me being myself, you know, bumping bumping heads with coaches a little bit sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I just had some growing up to do, but at the same time, like I had dug myself into a bit of a hole. Yeah, and uh, they were talking about, you know, going into my junior year, I had, uh, I basically had, you know, special teams and a couple starts under my belt. Yeah. I was supposed to be going in as a starting Sam linebacker my junior year. Mm-hmm. They said we bumping you down the third string going into camp, and you gonna have to be, work your way up. And I just wasn't feeling it, bro. Cause yeah, I and yeah. I, cause I, I ain't know. Like I seen how, they, like, like you said, we had brothers at Ohio State, bro. So I kind of seen how they did, like Smalley. I seen yeah. how they did Rob. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. you'll get forgotten up in them. Like, they didn't really. They wasn't. They wasn't sitting here playing homage to the veal like that. You know what I'm saying? They had us in there because we, you know, we was we earned that shit. But right, right. once we Talent, got there, we was, once, once we got there, we we're still just another number, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, bro, I got goals, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I can't afford to get buried on the depth chart to some freshmen that's coming in, and I've been putting in work for the last two years, and it ain't like I wasn't working to fix my grades and shit. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I ended yeah. up fixing them. But politics was playing a big role in why I decided to uh, transfer from Ohio State because I just wasn't trying to play the backseat role to nobody after I had felt like, you know, right. it was my time. 
So course. that makes sense. I remember telling I remember telling all my boys too, like Timmy C all them. I was I was just I was uh, kicking it with them before I left. I'm like shit, man. I'm telling y'all, like, I'm about to go to Ball State. I said I'm gonna do my two years here. I'm gonna kill this shit. And I'm I'm still to the league, bro. Yeah. So that's my goal, bro. And, and easy, and it was easy for me to choose Ball State because Trav, Theon, Ami, A Rod, Ami, Shane. You know I mean, we had so many Ville niggas at the at, the, at Ball State, and they mm-hmm. used to come. You know, Trav and they used to pull up on me on the way back to Cleveland because it was a. Uh, it's right. You know, Columbus was actually right in between the two schools. Muncie. So yeah, 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 Muncie. <clears throat> so it's crazy. You go from Cleveland to Columbus, just seventy one, right? Then yeah. you hop on seventy. And you can get straight to uh, Indianapolis or you know Muncie wherever you're trying to go. It's just two okay. straight shots though. So okay. Literally right in the middle. Yeah. So I used to be able to come back and forth and shit. When I got to Boston, I used to come back to Ohio State a lot. You know, so yeah. see my people because it was only yeah. a few hours away. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then you transferred. Cool, to, and then you transferred to Boston State, and and basically, like you say, you went crazy for them two years with the with mm-hmm. the uh, with, with the one one on, and then yep. uh, so yeah, yeah, man. I was happy. I was I was happy about that, bro. I, you know how long I had been waiting to, to to put eleven on or something like a sweet ass number, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like damn, bro, I can't, I can't never choose my fucking number, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, so, yeah, man. So just talk about having having uh, you know, that illustrious two year career at Ball State. You know, you go crazy for two years, and then obviously you go to the combine, kill it as a you know as a tweener edge guy. Ended up going in the yeah. fifth round. So just talk about. When when the tide changed for you, and you you know everything that you saw in your head from a little kid, all all, the, all that success. Talk about when it started to come into fruition. You know you went crazy in two years, and then you went to the combine, and you ended up still getting drafted in the fifth round. So just talk about you know just those feelings and how what it felt like walking walking through that. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Uh, my junior, like I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like even after my first <clears throat> my first year at Ball State that I got to play. I had to sit out the first year I was there. Then the second year was 2012. So that would have been my red shirt junior year. We went to the, uh, we went to the before Brady ball and we ended up playing uh central Florida. <coughs> Excuse me. We ended up playing central Florida and Blake borders was the quarterback. So mm-hmm. I had planned on basically going off on them. I had a great season that year. We, we beat a lot of top 10 teams and all type of shit. Like just basically put ourselves on the map. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was planning on leaving after that game. Like I was going to declare for the draft after that game, but I got hurt, twisted my ankle early in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I, I had basically, uh, you know, shot that chance. You know, that chance got shot down. So I came back for my senior year, but that's when everything kind of started happening for me. Like agents was, you know, pulling up. Mm-hmm. Scouts was talking to me at practice and shit. And then, mm-hmm. you know, agents was coming to my house trying to uh, basically get me to sign with them. Mm-hmm. I chose uh, the sports stars mm-hmm. and then we ended up, my senior year was great. We had not had another good senior year. We ended up going to the, uh, the GoDaddy bowl. And right after the GoDaddy bowl, I left from uh, the GoDaddy bowl <clears throat> and went straight to Pensacola mm-hmm. and trained down there. It was 40 minutes away. So mm-hmm. I started training right then and there for the draft. And uh, just, you know, that shit was, you know, I was just locked in, bro. I was locked in. I'm like, shit, it's not, it, it yeah, wasn't really, focus. it didn't really hit me until it happened though. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm still just like, you know, just talking about it, you know, putting in the work, like how I've been doing. Like I've been doing this shit for literally 10 years, like since I was nine years old, I've been exactly. putting in the work for this time, but it had, but it still hadn't happened yet. So I'm just like, you know, and then draft day came, bro. Yeah. And they was projecting me to go third round. So I'm thinking like, I'm going I thought third. You was going, yeah, I thought you was going to go second or third for sure. <clears throat> 
You know, I was watching. Yeah, I thought it. Yes, but I, you know, they, you know, the politics, the red flag, whatever the fuck they want to call it, man. They always yeah. trying to find a reason to to, to not oh, pay you or to not put you in the game for whatever oh, for whatever reason that is. Yeah. But politics again. But uh, yeah, man, I was sitting there like the day was going. The first day went by, and then like fourth round went by, and I was in my mama back. I was actually in Georgia, bro. I was in my mama backyard, mm. and uh, we she was living in Austin. She had a big ass backyard, like. Good. Uh, it's about a good twenty-five yards between the fences in our backyard. So I was just started running gases and shit because I was just like, "Fucking man, I'm just you know running off some stream, some steam." Because I'm walking around here acting mad and shit. <laughs> and I don't want nobody to know. I can see your ass running gases. Let the dog shine. Yeah, I'm like, man, because bro, it was hit. It was it was it was at that point I was like thinking about life. Like, what was I? What was I gonna do? Had yeah. I got all the way to this point and not got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get dragged and I didn't or I didn't get a chance, bro. I was I was I was hurting my like I was I'm hurting you, and bro. then, then Gian called me. And then Gian had called me. <clears throat> Actually, Trav called me and was like Gian trying to get your number. I guess Gian didn't have my number. So then I sent Gian my number or I called Gian. And then he was like, Yeah, the coach been calling me all day. They're trying to draft you, man. And we had like a quick conversation. I said, yeah, I'm good. I'm ready to go. And then next thing you know, Pagano had called me. Chuck Pagano, he was the head coach. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, it was set from there. But I was actually in the shower when they called because I was just – I had just got done running gases and shit. Mm-hmm. So I had to hurry up, put my clothes on, <laughs> ran downstairs so I could see the announcement on TV, man, seeing my shit scroll across the bottom. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, that was one of the greatest days of my life, bro. Dream come true. Literally, though. Exactly. Literally, though. Exactly. Dream come true, so – and oh, I just yeah. and I'll be thinking about all the shit that I did it for, you know what I'm saying? Everybody who I did it for, like, because I'm one of them people, bro. Like, I don't know, I got I got hella love for everybody. Like, when I do some shit, it's, I promise you, I ride for everybody. We did some shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. if you're a part of me, just know that you was a part of that shit too, though. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like we made it. <laughs> I don't never be on no selfish shit. Exactly. I think like but I think I had to learn how to be a little bit selfish, you know, as time went on, because like even when I got to leave, I was doing a lot of things for a lot of people. Oh yeah, and, and you see how people change, like their attitude towards you change, like when you, yeah. when you reach, a, you know, yeah. a certain level of success. When you, yeah, when you touch a bag or they, they, they yeah, man, people, entitlement. You know, people, people feel like the entitlement and think thinking you owe them something and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, or or just people acting like we was always cool. You know what I'm saying? Like it be even that shit. Like you be like, <laughs> yeah. damn, bro, I we never hung. I, I always been cool. Like I don't even know you like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't never even reached. You ain't never reached out to kick it though. Like, I ain't never. You know right. what I'm saying? Y'all is crazy. You know, like, it be, and it'd be a lot of dudes for real. Like, you know, it'd be more, you know, you'll think like, some, like girls is and Yeah, man, it'd be a lot of dudes, man. That's another thing. Like, but I mean, like, that's that's just something I've been seeing a lot my whole life anyway, bro. Like, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. people gravitate towards success, man. It's just what it always, is. So, always, always, like, bro. Know, so, Talk yeah. about talk about man, uh those first two to three years you was with the coach, man. Like, like you said, bro, it's funny that you said when you make it, we we made it because obviously um the the draft day for me is a day that that I hate reliving. You know what I mean? Like uh it was a hard day, bro. Just like you said, um, you put in so much work and a guy like me, I always been just such a hard worker, man. Never taking those shortcuts, things like that. And like you say, sure. man, I went through so much bullshit that I went through the racism and the nepotism and the politics. Yeah. So much yeah. bullshit, man. I, I didn't transfer just because how I was raised. I was I was raised like a dog. I, I knew they didn't fuck with me. And I'm like, no, nah, right, I'm going to prove you all wrong. Yeah, I'm going to fight through yeah. it. And so yeah. the draft day was hard for me, bro. Not, uh, you know, I felt like I underachieved. And like you said, I was in a dark place for a long ass time to the point where, you know what I mean? I was willing to do some 
some uh, non-trustworthy things, you know, just because of the space that I was in and just all that stuff. And I had to dig deep and fight through it, you know what I'm saying, to kind of stay who I was and, like, really had to talk myself out of it. Like, Brian, come on, bro, that ain't, that ain't you. Like, you ain't get drafted. Like, keep fighting, keep pushing. Like, but it took me a while to, to, to kind of get through that, man. So to see you make it, bro, to see J. Ron Ellis, just all the other airs, guys, man, like, I can't even tell you, like, what that did to me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, like it felt like I made it, like you said. And so, talk right. about talk I still, about. I still, I still feel like I'm still in it because just because they still in it. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, long as exactly. long as we got, long as we in there, bro. I ain't, I don't be tripping about that shit no more, man. It, it, it takes some time, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's, you know, it's emotional. It's emotional. Yeah, yeah, it is emotional. Yeah. You realize, like, you, you got, you got, like you said, you look at the, like, you look at the balance, man. You look at the blessings and all that shit, like how, like, the doors that this shit open for you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You wouldn't even exactly. be able to be doing what you're doing right now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's raw, bro. We raw, bro. Exactly. Shit cut. Yeah. Everything happened exactly how I supposed. I'm to, telling man. you, man. The, work, the universe always working, man. So, talk about those first two, three years, man. Obviously, you know, I followed you hella closely. I mean, every time you got in, I think you had four and a half or five sacks for a rookie year. Every time you got in, you went crazy. You had a pressure or TFL or yeah. sack. But you got to play with uh, Robert Mathis and just catch game from them. Then I remember. I will never forget this. I remember you sack fumbling Peyton Manning and you sacked yeah. uh, uh, Tom Brady. It's just, yeah. you know, just crazy. as an edge guy, you know, it, you know, pass rushing is an art. Like, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and we understand that. We know that. So to see mm-hmm. you hit niggas with the low shoulder and to see you hit yeah. niggas with the spin and then see yeah. you hit a nigga with the fake spin and the and then the bull rush and it worked to a third and just all those things, bro. When I say I was having like basically a heart attack every time you went crazy, bro, because it's just like, like, it, it brought me yeah, so much bro. joy, man. So if you can relive those experiences, just you know, said those crazy experiences, <clears throat> having success, uh, just talk about that a little bit. Oh man, uh, just it just go back to the dog mentality, bro. Like proving, just proving people wrong and shit. Yeah. Like even as yeah. a fifth round pick, I had a chip on my shoulder. Like, yeah. and you can go back to like the training camp videos and shit where they was like, you know, they saying Jonathan News was making waves and camp and shit. And then he, I'm like, listen, man, like my goal. <laughs> was to come here and take somebody's spot. That's all it's ever been. I'm yeah. here to play. You know yeah. what I mean? So whatever I got to do, like it's always been. And, uh, you know, being able to be coached by some good, I mean, like you said, being able to, like, being there with Rob and learn pass rush for real, for real. Like, I learned, I, I really first started learning pass rush for real at Ball State. My coach at Ball State, Coach Wilt, um, and I think he had Minnesota right now. He was at Cincinnati, but he had a D-line coach at Minnesota. Man, He was okay. heavy on like teaching me the techniques and shit like yeah. you're gonna be a technician he was like because it, it don't matter how fast or strong you are your technique gonna gonna save right. you all the time but so right. I, owe, I owe the beginning of my pass rush journey to him for sure then i got to the league <clears throat> and they was just teaching me new shit man i was i was with rob i was with uh dude named eric walden yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Was, yeah, was, OGs, yeah. Man. yeah that was my ogs out there bro and they was doing their thing you know teaching me to, you know ropes but then rob had went down so it was like you know, the door was open for me to just make plays, bro. And then I had a great preseason. Yeah. You know, I mean, I pretty much got sagging out in every game we played in preseason. Then, yeah, I remember that. Like, you know, I just, you know, I just, I played on special teams. I was knocking people's heads off on of special teams. Like, yeah. whenever I got in the game, bro, I just like, I got to do something. Like, right. I right. got to do something. Even if it's just, even if it's just, I got to just bully somebody real quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just so you see me on, y'all going to see me for real. I'm going to see me do something, bro. Right. And, right. I, and, and, it, and, it, and it started in practice, bro. Like, it always starts in practice. Mm-hmm. Practice, practice. Turning practice up in practice. practice. And then, 
Yep. I'm turning up in practice every day, having fun. Man, she was, was just fun, bro. She was fun. Uh, what was it like, sack fumbling Peyton Manning, bro? Like, <laughs> like it was, it was, like, a, it was I, a, I'm sure, a I'm sure, like, with you going through it, he just felt like a normal quarterback, right? But because really, he is, he, he's, a, he's a human being, like we are, but still. We think back on it, man. That's Peyton Manning, like bro. That. That's Peyton Manning. It was like that at the time. It was like that. It was like that. I was thinking like that when we was the, when we was playing. I'm just like, I remember the. So I think my first. I think our first game, my rookie year was against Denver, right? Okay. We played in Denver the first yeah. game, and that's when I was just like, I was lined up across and Peyton. I'm like, okay, this shit just settled in. No, like, what? <laughs> I'm like, man, that's Peyton Manning, motherfucker. Is you crazy? Like, yeah. and this nigga, like, I couldn't get to in that first game. But we played in the playoffs, bro. You know, I had I had led the team in sacks, so I, so I I was getting way more playing time. Yeah. And Peyton, and Peyton, I knew, I know he was like, he seen me like jump the snap a lot, bro. He hit me with a fake snap. <laughs> I jumped off sides, right? So yeah. this is like another one of them things that used to piss me off, bro. I was always on a short leash. I do some shit like that. I'm coming out the game. You know what I mean? So yeah, it ain't no. I, yeah, I that hate that shit, shit bro. Every that time, shit. every time you super athletic or something like that, the coaches, it's like the coaches don't like it, bro. They put you on a short leash. I hate that shit. Yeah, I, I, yeah oh, it was like, like that for Iowa, bro. Leash, bro. <laughs> forever on a short leash, bro. Because they, because there's a lot of shit that they they can't coach, man. That's I'll be exactly. Like coaches, coaches exactly. be having the ego and they want to make motherfuckers and shit like bro, so like, much no job, ego. Bro. Instead of just let, job, instead of just letting you do what you do, let it instead of let you be yeah. you. <laughs> That's why I'm happy. Like I'm happy a lot of former players is becoming coaches now exactly. because we need that, bro. Because like that, you got you, we listen to motherfuckers that ain't even play. Like you ain't even, you can't you. even do this shit. I'm telling you, you can't bro. do none of this shit I'm doing. But you trying to tell me some shit? Man. I don't like that. Bruh. I don't like that, bro. Yeah. I, I can you talk. Know I can... Hey man, you know we know. Man. Yeah, you know that. So 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 short so, so, shit, man. They snatched yeah. me out the game, right? And then they let you back in, and though. Let me back in. That's when it happened, bro. Yeah. When I first, yeah. when, I, when I got right back in, he was like, get back out there. It was like, hi, jumped off sides. And I think it was like, they was like, okay, get back in. You're going back in on third down. Went back in, bro. And uh, Ricky Jean, Ricky Jean Francois, he was my uh, he was my three technique. So, you, you know, you got to shout out to three technique and pass rush, man. It, it all worked together. So he, uh, he, 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 he held the B gap for me. Mm-hmm. But he uh but he lined up head up on the tackle though. Oh, okay. And then, so, and then went so he, inside on the guard. He lined up wide. And went inside okay. on the tackle. So okay. he shortened that edge for me of so course, crazy. Like I just because I, the tackle didn't straight. know if he was gonna come to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. he so he the tackle was really supposed to fan out on me. He was mm-hmm. too late. And it was actually Ryan Clady too, man. One of the one yeah, best tackles nice. uh, yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. At the time, you know, he was cool. I'll tear his ass up though. He was cool. Oh game tearing his ass up. Hey bro, listen, man. I told I listen, man. I didn't. I didn't want to went up against pretty much all the all the greats, man. I'm saying like Joe Thomas is pretty much the best O lineman I ever went against. Man. I couldn't oh, do yeah. shit with Joe Thomas. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, he was an animal. But, yeah. but I didn't win against Trip Williams. You know what I'm saying? I went against all these dudes. Uh, Dwayne yeah. Brown, like yeah, man. Trent Trent Williams yeah. made like eight straight Pro Bowls. And you, and you That's what I'm saying. Down. He's still making Pro. I think he went to Pro Bowl last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I I had a great game against him, man. She was she was, was amazing, man. It's rookie year shit. So it was just like whenever I whenever I had a chance to shine, bro, I just I just took advantage. Exactly. Because you exactly. know how it was the short lease, man. Exactly. The short lease and yeah, the short lease and the uh and the uh and the politics really kept me, yeah. you know, on tilt. Like I gotta go do some shit. I can't I can't yeah. afford to really make too many mistakes. Yeah. So and then uh, about, 
then, then I was my right. bad. I had, uh, we, we went into the sophomore year and then Rob had came back. Mm. So my sophomore year, my, my production went down because I, I played even less. Mm. So I wasn't really getting in the game and shit. And then I had got caught up with the, uh, I had a marijuana case and then they released me. Yeah, I the police basically ran up in my house, bro. They raided my house during the, during the off season for no reason. Yeah, I, uh, I I read the article, man. Like, if you could yeah. give a little more details just on the incident, like it seemed like I read the I article. Tough. I read the article like five times, bro. It, it it was hard for me to internalize like exactly what happened because it sounded like maybe one of your neighbors called them or like I yeah. So I had a noise complaint. My neighbors used to always call it like my neighbor next door. Like he, it's so crazy. Like. I used to live next door to a policeman, right? And I had my TV. I had my TV on the wall with the, with the Bose little sound sound system or whatever. So sometimes it would get a little loud. But my when the police lived next door to me, I never got no noise complaints. When he moved out, somebody moved in, and they started calling the police on me every time it was too loud. I'm like, bro, you ain't gotta do that shit. Like, I turn the shit down. I go in my room and listen. I won't, you know what I'm saying? If it's too late, you know what I'm saying? I turn it down. I think it's just the fact yeah. that the shit was right on the wall and they was on the other side of me. Yeah, yeah. Cause I stay in these apartments, you know. What I'm so, uh, you know, they called the police again. It was the off season. I had just got back from California for my birthday. I had I was celebrating my birthday and shit in California, so I came back from Cali. It's the off season, bro. I was out of the program. I could smoke. You know what I'm saying? People smoking the league, bro. I'm just. I'm. Yeah, I, this. I feel like this. Is, I feel like shit. This is an open platform, bro. Like I'm just letting everybody know. Shit, motherfuckers smoke weed, bro. Like they smoke oh, trees. Like everybody yeah. blowing trees. Everybody in the league, so, everybody in the league spoke NBA, uh, NBA too. <laughs> yeah, and they and now they letting it be okay and shit. Now they saying yeah, it's okay. That's yeah. that's what be killing me about this shit. Adv- advocates for cannabis. <laughs> y'all niggas, man. Y'all, y'all owe us reparations for that shit. That's how I feel. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, yeah, bro. They um the police came and was telling me to turn down the music, but we were smoking and shit. So I stepped outside like to talk to him. Yeah, and then uh. I had my boy take the tree that we had. I was like, man, just take it out the house. He took it and put it in my car or whatever. But my car was outside in the parking lot. Mm. And uh, I guess they stayed and watched us. And like, they stayed at the crib. The police stayed and watched like the crib. Like, so, and they thought it was me coming downstairs, putting it in the car. So they came back hours later. I was asleep, but it was like two, two, one, two in the morning. Mm. And uh, somebody came and knocked on the door. It wasn't even no policeman. The way it was, but it didn't look like the policeman. Like I, I peeped through the peephole. I'm like, what's up? And it was like, Somebody then crashed into your red and black Dodge Challenger. I'm, it was it was early as fuck in the morning, bro. I'm like, I'm thinking somebody was drunk, and like I don't know who this white man is, dressed normal as hell yeah. outside my door. But that's all I could see. So yeah. I hurry up and grab my keys and shit to see, you know, what I'm saying who the hell then you know fucked up my car. I open up the door, and I peep to the right, and it's you know the whole police, the whole damn police force is coming up the stairs, my nigga. Like they all to the they, they surrounded my crib. Wow. So I'm like, oh shit! I try to lean, I try to fall back into the crib, right? They bum rush me at the door, and uh, yeah, man. And then from that point, uh, they searched my crib. I basically told them, I'm like, shit, y'all go look around them motherfucker. I ain't got shit. Like, I don't have nothing. I'm like, but then they're like, we can search your car too. I'm like, damn. All right. So then, like, yeah, we know that was you that brought had, it down. So my, so my boy that brought they had it, a warrant and everything. Yeah, they had a warrant. They had a warrant, bro. I don't know what the hell they thought was going on in that biz. Like, I guess yeah. they thought I was moving some pounds or something, but yeah. it wasn't even like that though. Like, shit, right. I was, you know, smoking yeah, my personal yeah. amount. Yeah, just the average chilling, bro. Yeah, that's it. I, <laughs> yeah, man, I was just at the crib chilling, man. They came in there, you know, and I asked them at the time, like, man, why y'all doing this, man? Because like, y'all tearing up my, y'all tearing shit up up here. I'm talking about they throw, they tearing up my couches. 
everything fall, everything all out the cabinets and shit. Like no remorse for none of my shit, bro. They not yeah. even finding nothing. Yeah. I'm like, why y'all doing this, man? I said, y'all know what the hell gonna come out of this. They're like, why are you doing this, man? We don't want you to be abusing drugs, people looking up to you and all such shit. I'm like, but y'all don't even know me in this bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just police and shit. This is my this is my time, you know, another time dealing with deep punk ass police, bro. So mm-hmm. You know, and they ain't all like that, but these these particular ones that night was some was some you know what I'm saying, some hoes, bro. Yeah, they were some yeah. assholes, bro. Then they arrest me, bro. They take me to the police station, and then the people at the police station got the nerve, bro. They ain't even like, I didn't even really go in the cell, bro. Like I just took like a picture. I took a picture. I didn't even put on the whole outfit. Like I, I kept my pants on, shit. I just put the shirt on or whatever. I held the shit up, and then they was like, "All right, you can go, but before you go, can you sign the autographs for us, though?" <laughs> they asked the autographs, bro. Wow. They asked me for my autograph as I left. That's crazy. So I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, like, all oh, this shit is fried. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's cool. Like, it ain't. That's cool. I went in there. I, I basically did, you know, some damage control. I let the coaches know, like, you know, that this shit happened last night. Like, right. it's probably gonna come out. Right. Da, 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 da. Pagano was out. You know, uh, was actually um, doing some shit with the army outside the country so when i talked to him he was like uh, i talked to you when i get back and uh when he got back you know, like a week later he said you know come see me and then she he was like hey we're releasing you like it was just, i'm like damn like i'm like we ain't gonna wait for the case to get solved and shit like we ain't, i got i got hella shit i yeah. got my own you know what I'm saying my own report about I, I feel like we can beat this though i'm like they had no reason to come in my house type shit you know what i mean like exactly what did pagano say when you said that he was like, he was like, I think it's just some shit basically that he was like, it really doesn't matter. He was like, Johnny, it's been one thing after another. Uh, you know, he was like, I just think uh, you need to learn some lessons. And he was like, I think you're going to thank me later on in life for this. And I'm just like, man, I was so hot, bro. I'm like, man, you got me fucked up. <laughs> I was so hot, man. Y'all, I said, y'all got me fucked up, man. Bro, I, I know you was hot, life. man. You was in the NFL. Like, like that's. That's your job. Like that's that's how you get into the money. You know what I mean? That's how you take care of your family. Bro, I wasn't even supposed to be there, man. The only reason I came back to India, I was gonna stay in Cali for the whole the whole offseason, the way I was out there kicking. I'm like, bro, I'm about to give me, I'm about to find out who can train out here. I'm staying out here. Pagano texted me when I was in Cali, bro. He like, it's your time now, John. He was like, We need you to get back and uh, you know what I'm saying, get with our new trainers and shit. He was like, cause it's your time. No more excuses, it's your time. Cause you know, they knew that, cause he knew that how they did me my sophomore year was some bullshit, but like how I lead the team in sacks and then come back the next year and y'all don't put me in the game at all. Like y'all yeah. y'all let these motherfuckers just, y'all go sign Trent Cole. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to me, that's my dog too, man. Trent Cole, my dog, I ain't, I wasn't mad at that, but like. Yeah, he was older by then. You know, yeah, he, he wasn't yeah, saying Trent Cole. Yeah, I think he was. It was another oh. one. He he might have been another another one of the people who like, you know, victim of just being too athletic and shit. Like, bro, like y'all trying to make him do too much shit. Trent Cole is a four three defensive end, bro. He came to a three four system. They trying to make exactly. him drop back and shit. Like, no, like right. Trent Cole is best moving forward. They can't right. block this dude. Right. They can't block him. Right. Let them go. They didn't. They, they, that just wasn't. I guess that just wasn't in the plans, bro. But I got a lot to say about sports in general. But I think the, <clears throat> I think that when the game is big enough, it's 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 absolutely rigged. Because mm-hmm. I played in the deflate game, bro. I played in the deflate game where they where they had the balls and they took the air out the ball. And yeah, shit. bro. Yeah, versus Tom Brady versus Patriots. Yeah, like, and I'm yeah. just like, bro. And, and I remember playing the Patriots multiple times where it was just like, and we in that stadium, and it's just like weird, like the game feeling weird, or or like when we played the Steelers. 
the one time where it's like this game feeling weird as shit. Like it's like we not doing our normal. We ain't yeah. doing the normal shit that we do. Like, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what it is that we doing, but it's just feeling weird as shit. It's feeling like shit is already planned out for us to lose in this bitch. Yeah, yeah. So I, and I'm, I'm, man, listen, bro, I'm just telling you, like, when the money hey, on the line, bro, you go, you go, you gonna, you gonna have to write a book one day, bro. <laughs> I am, bro. I've been seeing, I've been, I've been a witness. I've been witnessing all this bullshit. Yeah, you, like, you've been, you been in those faces, bro. You've been in those faces, bro. That, that's, that's just yeah. powerful. Yeah, all this shit's a TV show, man. That's all I know. That's all I do know, especially when the money involved, brother. Because y'all think, like, how much money they making off gambling and FanDuel and all that mm. bullshit. Like, oh, yeah. That's, all, really oh, where, yeah. that's where the real money at. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, exactly. Exactly. Damn near billions. That's where the real money at. And think about the people who in control. Like, you got motherfuckers, like, you got quarterbacks and shit. Like, man, come on now, bro. You telling me, like, they've been making movies about people, uh, um, uh, what is it, point shaving and shit? They've mm-hmm. been, what was it? What was it? Uh, blue chips? Mm-hmm, you remember mm-hmm. that movie Blue Chips? Of course, it was yeah. shaving and shit, bro. Yeah, like this yeah. shit been going and, on, and bro. that was early in the night. I think that made that movie was made like ninety two, something like that. So it's been going on yeah, for a long time, like you said. Exactly, and then they just had the movie Uncut Gems too. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, that where it was about like you know what I'm saying, basically about yeah. the sports and the gambling world. Like everything is rigged, man. Head. This shit is a rigged ass TV show. And I'm trying to tell right. you, don't get too. It's all, don't get it's too, all fake. It's all yeah. fake. If you can figure out the algorithm on when they trying to fake some shit though, you'll make some good money though. You'll make That's some why good I love money. I love following uh uh obviously you know we edge guys, so I follow Frank Clark hella closely. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure you probably you know him better than I do. Yeah. But uh he all I just always see him preaching that like it's all fake, it's all fake. It's all his, fake, yeah. Keep his bubble small. Like I I really respect how he moved because yeah, even sure. with all this success, like like you say, right? Shit is really fake. Like people gravitate towards success, you really gotta watch your bubble. Yeah, Frank, a real one, man. I'm, uh, when I first got released and shit, I actually ran into one of the scouts uh, for the Seahawks going to, uh, I was on my way to another work. I think I was on my way to San Francisco to work out for them. Mm-hmm. That's That was and that was another reason why I ended up going to Canada, bro, because I had ended up working out for a few teams, but I didn't get signed. I wouldn't understand that shit. San Fran offered me a contract on the spot, but I still had to work out with the Jets. So I wanted to like weigh my options a little bit. Yeah. Wanted to go work out for the Jets. They didn't offer me. They was like, we want to see what's gonna happen with the case. Then San Fran, re, uh, they they rescinded on their offer. They like, we gonna wait too. I'm oh, like, wow. dang. All right. So then uh, I had worked out for the Seahawks because I had talked to the dude on the plane or whatever. So they had brought me in. I kicked it with Frank, man. We had a great time, but that's my dude, man. Forever. That's my that's, that's little bro, man, for sure. Yeah, Not even yeah. little. I, I don't like calling people little bro and shit. Like that's my dog, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. uh, and uh. Yeah, man, I'm happy and proud of him, man. He doing he doing tremendous in the league. Again, bro. He yeah, took again, again, like, living living through him, living vicariously. Yeah, vicariously, bro. When, I him, ain't tripping, bro. bro. Like, I, was, I love I love when he get out there. I love how he be just shitting on dudes because that's, that's what we do, man. That's, that's what, what we do. do. Like I, I be so do. happy, bro. I be so happy seeing that shit. You know what I mean? I ain't got time to be hating on nobody. Like shit, exactly. I can pull up. I can pull up my own damn film and let you know shit. We all do this shit, J. Rome. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We all do this shit, but I'm just happy like one of us got. Exactly. Got through. Got was able to beat the politics. All I'm that shit. Thank you, man. Somebody, exactly. somebody and, get through, man. And he in that five five. And he in that five five. Yeah. So that and that, he in the five five, man. So, right. You so know, it's we, just, we, yeah, it's yeah. just add, it just add, it's just add, something man. to it. Yeah, it's definitely um, touching for sure. So, like, talk about your transition to, transition to the CFL, man. You've been up there four or five years, Saskatchewan, Ottawa, BC Lions. Yeah. It's crazy um, because before I decided to hang it up and start pursuing football, man. I played two years of arena football and I literally tried out for like damn near every CFL team because I knew I was a tweener, 
Knew I was a three, four yeah. outside linebacker type guy. And, uh, you know, they all fed me the same shit, like super close to a contract. Like, man, we got you, you, you first on our list to the injury strike at linebacker, blah, 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 blah. Had my passport ready, but for whatever reason, I just never, I, you know, I could never get my foot in that door. So just talk about your transitions to the yeah. CFL uh, and just having success up there. You made a lot of plays. I, I, I watched your highlight tape. Obviously, you've been, you've been going crazy for years for different teams up there. Talk about the yeah. transition. Talk about the difference. I know you got to line up a, a yard off the ball and you got you to move a man in motion, kind of like arena ball that's running to the line before they snap the ball. So talk yeah. about some differences from the NFL, CFL. But then also talk about how you were able to go from being having success in the NFL to having success in the CFL. Uh, okay, so I decided to go to the CFL after uh, I would have worked out for the Jaguars and they didn't sign me. They had signed uh, this dude, Bjorn Warner, who was actually on my team with the Colts, but I had beat him out, you know what I'm saying, for two straight years, you know what I'm saying? So I just, you know, politics again, bro. They chose the first round pick, the former first round pick got picked I remember, up. I remember Warner, man. You was way better than <laughs> me. <laughs> Bro, come on, man. And you know, no offense to be on. He's a good dude. Yeah, man. no you know offense, but he know, but we, he know we, what it we is. Know, too, we man. know ball. Like we know ball. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. He know what it is, too, bro. That's just like yeah, you know, he went to Florida State, great white hope, got drafted first round. You get way more chances than I do. You know what right. I'm saying? So right. even right. if even if I proven to be a better white player, cool. you know that. Yeah, man. That it's, shit ain't going it's, nowhere. The <laughs> real thing, man. It's definitely yeah. a real thing, especially in especially in these sports, man. But uh, I decided to go to Canada because Big Mark, you know, going back to my, my best friend Big Mark, Big Mark had actually signed up to Saskatchewan after he had got uh he had he was with the he was actually with the Colts for a second. We had came into camp when we first my rookie year, he was in camp with me. And then he had ended up trying to play for the Steelers. Then some time went by and then soft and then basically that year, then in 2016, he signed up to Canada to go play for Saskatchewan. So he was telling me about that shit, how it was, because they were just now first starting their camp and shit. He like, bro, you would like this shit. I mean, you know, he's like, it's cool. Like, and he's like, you can be as good as you want to be or you can be as bad as you want to be. <laughs> like, he's like, it's really, he's like, it's really super chill, laid back ass league. He's like, you can smoke. Yeah. They ain't tripping about that shit. He was like, I'm like, shit. I mean, he's like, it's Canada. I'm like, you right. Yeah, I'm like, all right. So I, I asked my agent basically to look into it. Yeah. Saskatchewan had my rights. So in CFL, the teams just be having your rights and shit. So you can't even just go sign to a regular team unless you're okay. trying out. But right, right, right. if you was already playing or whatever, they have they basically got their pool of players and uh, each team put their rights on these players if they decide to come to Canada. Right. Saskatchewan had my rights. My best friend was playing for Saskatchewan. It just seemed like, you know, guy was telling me, you know, take this step towards another direction. Mm. And uh, I went up there, bro. I just went up there, and uh, our first year was just weird for real. Saskatchewan, like a middle of nowhere type of place. So okay, it's not nowhere you would just be like, I got to go visit Saskatchewan. But yeah. it was a foot. It's a football country. It's a football province. Uh, yeah, you know they, they all they got is they Rough Riders, man. They the biggest. They're actually the biggest fans in Canada. So okay. I went. So I when I what I went into was an NFL type of structure in Canada. You know okay. the way they got it. And uh, they played their last uh, – it was an old stadium that they played at, but their last – I played the last year um, for that stadium mm. that year. And then they built a new stadium, which was like top-notch, state-of-the-art. Looked like an NFL stadium. Looked kind of like the Seahawks stadium, bro. So that was cool. Right. Canada was cool. People in Canada are very nice, man. I got this experienced culture out there. Uh, and that's what kind of when I started becoming – you know, coming into my spiritual journey because I was still trying to figure out, you know, why things was happening the way that they were. You know, mm -hmm. why did why did my dreams just, you know, come and go so fast, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I just had to, you know, 
I just had to realize, you know, a lot of things about myself and uh, yeah, yeah, being, yeah. being in Saskatchewan in the middle of nowhere. And it was it was life changing for me just being yeah, able yeah. to like adjust yeah, to that to that lifestyle first. Now, football was football was easy, bro. It wasn't. It wasn't it, the only thing was really the rules for real. Like that was that was the, the shittiest part to me was to be in the yard off the ball. Like mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. gave the offensive alignment a more of an advantage yeah, to me. Yeah, but definitely. in the long run, though, I think I developed more moves because mm-hmm. of that. Though, like so, because like the dudes are already in me, I can't just you know beat them with speed like how I would like to. Uh, He's gonna be in uh, front of me regardless every time. Uh, so now I gotta sit here and you know, work them towards the inside before I hit him out with the outside move or work him outside and then hit him inside or shit, you know, make them think I'm doing one of those and bull rushes. And right, so I didn't right. came. So I developed a lot of new moves and shit being in Canada mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to play off the ball. Uh, Cause you know, it's 12 people on the field at a time for both teams mm-hmm. and the field is wider. Mm-hmm. So the field is longer and wider. So it's more running and shit, different angles. So more flat angles in pursuit when you go in to chase the ball. Right. Instead of like instead of like downhill, mm-hmm. it's more flat and then being. Uh, so I became more athletic as far as like being a linebacker too. So I played like middle linebacker and shit when I've been up here. Too. Yeah, so I, 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 I seen I seen that they, yeah, they I used got, to move you around. Yeah, I done played some Mike linebacker up there too. So that was fun, just being able to you know change positions a little bit. Yeah, but uh, you know, still politics up there too, man. It's, you know, it's the Canadian league, so they try to you know cater to the Canadians a little bit, try to make it a fair, even playing field for them. You know, yeah. I get it. It's it, cool. It, it's only like a certain amount of Americans, right, or something like that. Yeah, you only get like twenty-two Americans on the on a forty-eight roster on a forty-eight man okay. roster, I think. Okay. And uh, and you got and certain and it got to be a certain amount of Canadians in the game at a time too. Oh, that's crazy. So it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of silly shit that goes into it. But I think the best part about Canada was just the lifestyle. Like shit, man, just being able to go in at nine o'clock. Again, the day started at nine o'clock, so it wasn't no real pressure to you know. We going in there, we lifting, practices. Literally, practice four hours long, but we out of there for from nine to two. And we out mm-hmm. of there. Okay. And then you just got the rest of the day just to you know relax or do whatever fuck else you want to do. Yeah, and yeah. you know it's decent, it's decent pay. You know what I'm saying? I've been living off the shit for the last few years, and yeah, I've been yeah. able to up the check every year and shit. Of course, and, uh, of course. That's it's been cool, man. It's, it's, it really ain't about the money for me, man. Like it's just still, I've been able to play football and. Huh? And you still and and you still active, right? Or did did the did the CFL did the season get canceled? The CFL like, canceled this year. They okay. canceled the season this year because of COVID. But yeah, I'm still active, man. I I had uh, I bounced around to a couple of teams after I left Saskatchewan. I bumped heads with my coach in Saskatchewan because of some. Some hearsay shit. I guess he, I don't know, one of my coaches, you know, you know how it is, man. Yeah, coaches yeah. You, and players bump heads all the time. So. Yeah, you went to Ottawa and then you went to BC. Yeah, you still so with then BC I went to now? Yeah, I'm in BC now. So I went to okay. Ottawa and we, uh, that was a great transit. I thought for sure, like after Ottawa, I was going to be headed back to the league, but uh, they signed a new coach my the second year I was at Ottawa and he wasn't, I wasn't really his type of defensive end. Okay. So he like he like more of the bulkier type of dudes at the end and shit. So he, you know, my body size was kind of playing a factor and the reason I wasn't playing as much. Yeah. But we went to the Grey Cup and shit. And then I had decided to sign back with him because, you know, they get they gave me this false narrative that they was gonna give me a real chance to compete. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. So but when it, but then when we came into 2019 last year, they moved me straight to Mike Linebacker as soon as camp started. Mm. I'm just like 
all right, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it like, okay, maybe this is just something I got to do for the team, but I didn't realize like they was really trying to get me up out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you wanted your other dudes in the game and shit, and you wanted me, you thought moving me to Mike Linebacker was going to prove to be a disaster, and you right. was going to have a reason to cut me. Mm-hmm. But nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, still, crazy. Bill, <laughs> still you, bro. I'm a Bill nigga, bro. Like, it don't matter what you do. Like, I played center in high school. You know what I'm saying? I be having to remind motherfuckers. Like, I, I do anything, bro. Like, I can right. play any position, bro. Fact. It don't matter. Just give me a couple, give me a couple practices, and we are gonna get busy for real. Fact. Bro. Like, Fact. and uh, and you know, I went out there in our last preseason game, but they disrespected me. I don't disrespect me in our last preseason game because they sat out everybody who had played the year before they sat out everybody to, okay. to you know on some you know we're gonna rest y'all type shit you don't have to play this game y'all already made it knew some you dressing up i'm like damn i gotta say i go out here and approve to make i gotta sit out here and prove myself to make the team again like after all Honestly. these years uh, after all these highlights after all these players i'm I telling did, you bro i've been doing all this shit i done led the nfl team to say i done did all this shit and i still gotta prove to you motherfuckers some shit huh Politics. That's why I be over this. Shit. I be low key over this shit sometimes. I'm, I'm, you, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of like <clears throat> the thing about sports, bro. You just get tired of catering to motherfuckers to try to get them to like you because that's exactly. all that they ever told you. Like you just gotta get one person to like you. You just gotta get exactly. one. You just gotta get them to like you. Why exactly. do I gotta get you to like me? Right. Just base it off of my performance. Base it off of what I do. <laughs> Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? You ain't gotta like me. You exactly. feel me? I ain't gotta like you. Exactly. Yeah, man. So that's the type of shit that goes on in sports, man. That's the type of shit that goes on in politics in general, man. That's why I, mean, I salute salute to you for having your own platform, bro. Exactly. Salute to us for bro. doing our for branching out and just doing our own you. shit because that's that's what they're scared of, bro. That's what, that's what they're scared, scared of. They want us to try to enslave you. Exactly. One, one way or the other. Bro, that's why I started this shit. They don't want us to be on a platform, uh, grown black man, really telling the truth, really, really telling what this shit is really like. Man, that's how I tell you, bro. I tell you, I ain't no man. Listen, bro. I'm, I'm with you, bro. They gonna, they don't want me to start my podcast. We gonna be, it's gonna be, like, it's gonna be real uncut on that bit. Hey, real uncut, bro. Hey, it's, hey, it's a, hey, it's uncut on my joint, bro. Real organic, right. organic, pure, pure conversations, man. I got two more questions for you, dog. So, right. one thing that I always uh, admired about you is that you know you, you've always tapped into your creativity. I think. Uh, it's funny that you know you brought up acting. You, you took on acting uh, in middle school at Cleveland School of Arts. Like I, I, I started to get into acting two years ago, and I've done yeah. some commercials and just all those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, bro. yeah, but um, yeah, I be liking that shit, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It be, I be like, damn, bro. I, I need to get back into it, man. Y'all be inspiring you, you and my cousin, people. Yeah, man. So the acting just, where it's at, bro. Just, just creativity in general, man. And one, and I, I say all that to say, I've always. Uh, appreciated that you were always creative and tapped into that. You know, you make music, write music. Uh, so what other interests do you have outside of football more so, you know, when you actually decide to hang it up and retire? And I know you got the, you you, you got the Never Ever Worry uh, merch, you know what I'm saying? You've been killing it yeah. with that for a while. And also, yeah. uh, I think you got the joint venture with, with your uh, with your fiance, your wife, uh, Herbalani. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where did those... Herbalani, Herbalani. Yeah, Herbalani, like... What are those kind Herbalana. of like, <laughs> I keep saying it wrong. Herbalana Ur- Ur- or Herbalana? Herbalana. So her name is Brelana. And okay. we made it Herbalana. Okay, Herbalana. Okay, I got you. Yeah, Herbalana. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, so are those the only two interests that you're interested in? Music, merch, and, uh, uh, you know, a, a herb brand? Or like, what other interests do you have? Um, and also, where did the, I know you, I know you said you've been tapping into your spirituality, and I have two the last two years, but, 
where did that creative diaspora come, right? Like, where did those creative ideas come from? Because a lot of people always ask, like, man, how did how'd you get the idea? But you really got to be tap, tuned into yourself yeah. to, to literally be sitting there with a blank sheet of paper and then to yeah. create to create something, whether you create the merch, yeah. whether, whether you create words that go with your nickname, whether you creating a brand, whether you creating a podcast, whatever we doing creatively, you literally start yeah. with nothing. So you have to be in a certain kind of spirituality space to be able to create something from the ground up. So where did that come from for you? Uh, man, I, I don't know, bro. I really can't, even, I don't know where it came from. I think it's always been a part of me, bro. I, I think back to like, <clears throat> I think back to like, even when I was in love, like elementary school and I just come home drawing. It's, it's just hella drawings on my homework and shit. Like my mom used yeah. to get pissed off about that shit. She's like, stop drawing, go cool and Vegeta on the goddamn piece of paper. You draw another <laughs> Vegeta, I'm whooping your ass. Like, listen, man, I got to express myself one way or the other. And it's like, y'all want me to be this animal and I'm not trying to be this. So I got to do the music. I got to do the, I got to yeah. draw. I got to, uh, yeah. I got to, I got to write poetry. I'll be sketching too, bro. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, I think it's, I think it's, I think art is just, is, is, is so equivalent to life in general. Like life yeah. is art, you know what I'm saying? Life so yeah, I think art. everybody should be able to express themselves creatively without it feeling like, we doing too much or something. That's why I'll be like, man, I got friends, you know, I got all my friends. We got Bill, motherfuckers. of people from Cleveland make music and shit. So exactly. it's it's not, it's not, it's not unlikely to have to have a friend that that's in it for real though. You know what I mean? So yeah. and they and they try to do the shit so, you know, so they they want to make money off the shit, they want to make a living. But I gotta remind my boys all the time, like, bro, just do that shit for the love, bro. Like just exactly. do that shit because like that's just what you love to do. Like exactly. you create your own fan base and shit. Like you ain't got to worry about None of that shit. Like you exactly. do this shit to express yourself, and yeah. you put that energy out there, and exactly. whatever comes back, like that's what that's, that's what it's exactly. all about. But you're doing it because you love it. You love to do it. You do it. You're doing it for yeah. the for the for the love, for the energy. You know what I'm saying? It's so, so it's, like, it's so funny, bro. That's the first question. And you know, our parents are a little more old school. They they so used to getting a job, staying up with a job, whatever, whatever. But that's the first press question my parents asked when I told them I'm starting the podcast. Like, oh damn, like how you how you gonna make money doing that? And it's just and I told that's what I had to tell them like. First off, I'll make money off my listenership. But second off, I'm not doing it for the money. <laughs> like yeah, I'm right. doing it because I'm passionate about it. I think our stories exactly. are powerful. And whatever comes from it, whether that's merch, whether that's a, uh, subscribers on a Patreon account, whether that's a future deal, podcast yep. deals, whatever, that yep. that that will come organically because because I'm passionate yep. about our stories and I'm doing it. I don't yep. care what what money I make from it. Like I don't care about yep. that. Yeah, exactly, man. Like you, you just got people got to understand energy and frequency. Like you know what I'm saying? Like how like that's life, bro. Like you got to think about life as far as like energy and frequency and like exactly. this the shit that you did. All you got to do is just think about anything that you ever truly wanted to do. Exactly. You did. It. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. It's like anything anybody that's listening right now. Like anything that you ever really wanted to do. If you put the energy and the action behind it, it got done. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's just that simple, man. And if it didn't work out that way, then something else came out of it. You know, something else came back. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or Even you, if it wasn't necessarily what you was looking to get out of it. Yeah. 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 So that's why I like that's why I try to tell people like don't have no expectations, bro. Just mm -hmm. like just mm -hmm. do shit. Like just mm -hmm. do shit just to do. Like do that exactly. shit. Like, especially if that's what you want to do. Do it. Exactly. Don't have no All expectations. Fact. Put it out there. All and fact. whatever comes back, you know, that's what that's what that's what we call a blessing. You feel me? Like just like when people send up prayers, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, fact, it's, man. man, man, people gotta just you know tap into they tap into their inner self, man. Tap into your inner power, bro. Exactly. I know it's a lot of it's a lot of outside influences and exactly. shit. All you need, exactly. all you need is you. Man. All, all you, you need is you. you. Facts, man. Last question, bro. What would you say 
is Jonathan Newsom's after effect, right? What would you say is your aftershock? We got 20 plus years of, of, of doing this, the wins, the losses, the injuries, like we was talking about the politics, the racism, through 20 years of experience, and you still, you're still an active, you know, a CFL linebacker right now, player right now. What would you yeah. say is your after effect? What were some lessons that you learned during all this time from, from the Tally Tigers to <laughs> the Glenville A's to uh, Glenville to Ohio State, the Ball State, to the Colts, to all your yeah. CFL teams? What were some lessons that you would learn that you would possibly ingratiate into your kids, you know, uh, with you being a father? And also just to the next generation after you try to push the culture forward? Uh, like I said, man, um, it's, it's all, all you need is you. The power is within yourself. So you got to be able to, uh, you got to be able to eliminate distractions and outside influences and really sit down and just be still for a minute mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and take it all in for what mm -hmm. it is. Like, and understand what things are, what they are. And then you sit there and realize there's only a certain amount of things that you can't control. Exactly. And when you control sit the there, controllables. You control the controllables, exactly. So now you, so now this gets into my whole never ever worry thing, which is about stress because, um, you know, stress is the main killer in, 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 in history for real. You know, stress is what kills us indirectly or directly. You feel me? Like right, it all, right. everything's based off of some form of stress. Right. So we gotta be able to, um, you know, get a get a grip on this shit for real. Mm -hmm. exactly. And it starts with our emotions and how we looking at things. So, you know, football was so emotional for me growing up in sports. Like I loved the sport, and it was just always about, you know, whatever I had in mind, my expectations from it. Like shit, they always tell you set your goals. What are your expectations for this year? This year? This year? And I just tell people now, like, don't even have none, man. Just like. Mm -hmm. Do shit, do shit because that's what you love to do, because it's a passion for it, because it because it can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Or because it's making you better. Mm -hmm. And like we just like we just touched on, man. Put put good energy out and good energy gonna come back. That's all mm -hmm. it is. And uh, just be, being able to control your emotions and don't worry about things that you can't control. Never ever worry, man. Worrying does nothing for you. Hey, I, lo hey, I love it, bro. Never ever worry, bro. I love it. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, well, yeah, bro, man. I appreciate you carving out the time. I know you're a super busy man. Uh, got the family going on. One last thing, bro. One thing that I've been trying to pride myself on, 2020 been a weird year. Uh, we never know when the last time we'll see each other or talk or anything like that with the passings and all that. So I've been just trying to give guys flowers while they're here, man. We go way back, back to 2006. Uh, but all the accomplishments, bro, all the accolades, everything you accomplished, bro, I want to tell you face up, man, man, I'm super proud of you. Keep going. Keep killing it in all your business endeavors. Keep being an amazing father to your kids. Keep being an amazing uh, husband, you know, to, to, to your wife, man. And I want to just tell you that face up as a black man, you know, and give you that love while we both still here. I appreciate you, brother. I really do, man. And I appreciate exactly. what you're doing. And uh, like I said, you always been an influence to me, man. So, you know, just keep doing that, man. I'm still following in your path. Next up for me, I'm going to probably give me a podcast. Too, so. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, yes, it started sir. off when it started off. I had to take the five five from you. I'm probably going to podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's, it's space for all of us, man. And I appreciate you uh, jumping on. And, uh, yeah, we, we'll be in contact, man. And uh, for sure. Say hello time, to the family. Bro. Yeah, say hello to the family, man. Y'all stay safe out here. I know the numbers are rising. Hopefully, everything is still safe out there. Yeah, man. And, hey, uh, remember, we'll it's all a TV show, man. Just be safe, man. Be safe. <laughs> keep all, your energy. All, keep your it's energy. All propaganda. <laughs> trying to tell you, bro. Just don't even don't pay that shit no attention. Worry about what's in front of you. I tell you. All right, bro. Well, yeah. Take it easy, man. Happy Saturday, y'all. Have a good weekend, man. We'll be in you touch. You too, bro. All right, love. All right, peace. So yeah, guys, again, uh, 
what a great episode 31, right, with Jonathan Newsom. Uh, if you listen to the whole interview, um, you can kind of just see the trajectory of his journey, right, starting born in Atlanta, Georgia, right, and then matriculating to Cleveland and playing in the media league, same media league as, as me. I think we played against each other a few times, and then we ended up meeting in high school and playing for the same high school, graduated from the same high school, Glenville High School, and then, you know, he just did great things at Ohio State at Boston. Got drafted in the fifth round for 2014 in the field draft, played two, three years, experienced some turbulence, got kicked off the team, uh, had to go to the CFL, and has been up in the CFL for five years now, just killing it. But even then, you can kind of see it's politics and everything. It's politics in high school sports. It's politics. It's really, it's really real politics in college sports. And it's even bigger politics in the NFL, right? So, uh, again, just appreciate you all for tapping in with me. The Patreon account is coming. We're almost finalized with that. The verse is coming. Uh, still in production. Uh, so just be patient with us. We're learning and growing each episode, uh, you know, per week as we release these, these, these episodes and it's powerful content. So thank, again, thanks for listening, and we I look forward to coming back for episode 32. Until next time, peace.